Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, friend. Oh, that was aggressive. Wow. <laughs> I was trying to switch it up. I didn't mean for it to come out like that. Although I am in a pissy mood because I got to go for blood work today. I, I I do one doctor's visit a year, check in with my doctor. I bring her a nice bottle of wine. We shoot the shit. She'll usually give me whatever it is I'm asking for, and then I'm on my way. You don't seriously give your doctor wine. Yeah, I do. You can't, they can't, are they not allowed to accept gifts? Oh, maybe you shouldn't say that then. We won't talk about who your doctor is, but aren't they not supposed to accept gifts? I don't know. They're not supposed to. Are they? I would too if, well, I, were, if I were your doctor. What about the tips I leave? <laughs> <laughs> Where's all that money going? Doug. <laughs> um, no, I know. I just have a good relationship with my doctor. So I take her a bottle of wine when I go to visit and it's an annual thing. But this year, because of my age, she'd like to send me for blood work. Yes. Yes, it's going to happen. Wait, do you think that by giving her gifts, by the way, that your results are going to be any better? No, but I feel like if I need something, I can just tell her and we have more of a relationship than a typical patient-doctor relationship. Okay. all right, all right. Let's say one day I decide I'm tired of being fat. I'd like Ozempic. I'd like to think that because I've buttered her up for all these years, I can just slide in there and say, hey, give me a shot and I'm going to lose 25% of my body weight by Christmas. <laughs> That's what I'd like to do, be able to do. Yeah, I'm willing to lose my license for you, Scott. No problem. <laughs> Anything for you. That $17 yeah. bottle of what? wine was too much. <laughs> well. <laughs> it was on sale actually for 12 of the LCBO this week, sweetie. <laughs> Is You're that, welcome. Why can't we have a nice relationship with our doctors, though? I, I think it's okay to well, do stuff like that. You know what, though? It's, it's from the doctor's perspective. You think it's okay. It's from the doctor's perspective where they need you to back off a little bit. Even my doctor, who I love, I love her. She's great. She's actually like pretty close in age with me. She's got kids. We, we have a lot in common. She thinks it's too close if she starts, li- she listens to us occasionally. And then she thinks I shouldn't because she doesn't want to get that close to her patients. So it's actually quite the opposite. And it's supposed to be the opposite for any caregiver in that sense. Okay. My son's pediatrician. I've golfed with him. Is that okay? Well, he's not. Yeah, but he's not your doctor. That's true little too. A di- little different. I mean, I was, you're the- not the patient. So that's okay. Okay, but I mean, a pediatrician just deals with like young kids, yeah. and, and I used to play golf with them. That's fine. It's not your that's your kids, the patient, not you. Okay, a little different. All right, sure. Hey, whatever. I mean, if I've done something wrong, then well, frankly, I don't I'm give a shit. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> don't, don't make her feel uncomfortable. Is all I'm saying. Oh, that never occurred to me. All right, cool. <laughs> I bring a lot of people wine. Who's sitting in the waiting room at the doctor's office with a bottle of wine? Does well, anyone give you a second look? No. You're like, who the fuck is this guy? What's your problem? <laughs> they don't know what's in my bag. Okay. Fuck them. I don't care what people think. In any case, I got to go for blood work today, so I'm in a pissy mood about that because I hate yeah. doing blood. It just makes me queasy and my arm hurts for the rest of the day and it's just not worth it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that. Like, I don't care. I've done, I've taken so much, I've done so much blood work. It's nothing. Babies it's like, came out of you. Of course you yes, give a lot of blood. And especially when I had an at-risk pregnancy, I was in there like weekly getting blood oh, taken and vials, God. like six to nine vials each time. That sounds it's like easy. my idea of hell. No. And, and you know what? You know, they always treat me like a kid in there and like, okay, make a fist and look <laughs> away. I'm like, fuck off. But then I realized, no, I really should have done that. I should have made a fist and looked you, away. Looking away is key. Look away. Think about anything else but that. And just wait for them to say, you're done. That condescending, you're going to feel a little pinch. Hey, it's more than a pinch. That's Let's agree on job. that. job. It's not condescending. They're just telling you. You don't need to talk to me like I'm a child. I know it's going to pinch. Jeez, it sounds like you should be bringing them wine. <laughs> Oh, maybe I should. Put up and putting up with you. Well, I just realized there's an app for these things now. And and you can actually look up the wait times in yeah, various labs. You can. The shortest lab is 65 minutes. Yeah. An hour and yeah. five minutes for blood? Yeah. It takes five minutes. How many people are It's not going all blood, there? though. It's all kinds of different appointments that they do, too. Like, they'll do urine, urine and everything well, I at, just, the, at the lab. Isn't there an express line for people who just want to give blood? For what? People... Who just <laughs> express who line for blood? I don't know. People who don't need their pee examined or or Oh, it doesn't whatever matter. They're is. all there for something important. They're all there for something important. They have to be treated in order, in sequence. You want to you want to you want a whole different overhaul of the system. I right? want you, all of you it changed. Want, like, all of it. There's a better way. <laughs> me, me, me. It's Let not me walk just in and get what me. I want. It's just me and my friends. I. I <laughs> There has to be a better way. There just has to be. You can't tell me that this is the yeah. best we can do. Oh, there's other systems that are better. Absolutely With better. like a $50 billion yeah, budget. No, I just, man, it sucks. Right. Waiting sucks. Our hospital system's a mess. But we're all in it. We all have to suck it up together in order. Why do we all have to be miserable together? It Why sucks. can't the people who bring wine go to the front of the line? <laughs> I don't understand. You like, know what? I'm not going to lie, though. When I was waiting in the ER for like hours the other the other week for my kid, I was thinking the same thing. Like, why can't I just slide them some fucking money and get ahead? <laughs> What's wrong with this system? <laughs> it's crazy to me. Oh, shit. But that is not the society we live in, at least here in Canada. Well, it should be. Let's stop <laughs> screwing around and let's start being honest about what we want. We want quick waits and, and blood work in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, uh, actually, I got this requisition on May the 17th. I forgot about it. Now the follow-up appointment is coming up so in like a week, so I got to get this done. You're busy because you procrastinated it. Well, we don't need to call it procrastination. Well, I had other things it? to do. Oh, I was okay. busy. You had no other time? Do you know how hard it is to keep avoiding this? I don't want to <laughs> do it. And I've run out of excuses. That's the problem. Every day I get a reminder from my girlfriend. Hey, don't forget you got to get that blood work done. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, fuck off. Uh, I'll get to it. Well, today's the day where I just can't push it off anymore or the results won't be in in time for the follow up. And when it comes to family doctor visits, if I don't take this appointment next week, I can't get into like August the 20th. Yeah. What kind of a system is this? I know. What are we doing here? The weight, the weight isn't, the weight is insane for a lot of these things. It's nuts. So you mean to tell me if you're lucky enough to get a family doctor, you can wait two months for an appointment? What if it's important? Mm -hmm. It's fucked up, Kat. The whole thing's a mess. There's got to be, there is a better way. Well, we know that, but that's not the system we deal with. And it sucks. And it sucks to know that, you but know it's true. You know what sucks is the people who are in charge of the system are all making like a half a million dollars a year. And it doesn't work for mm -hmm. anybody. Yeah. Nobody's happy. Yeah. Patients aren't happy. Doctors aren't happy. No. Nurses aren't happy. They're overworked. They're tired. 
But these CEOs are getting half a million bucks a year and the whole system sucks. I don't understand it. But anyway, I'll <laughs> suck it up today. I can't wait. To, tomorrow on the podcast, you will you will have had your blood work done, right? Yes. You're waiting no matter what, right? I, honest to God, just got a queasy feeling in my stomach when you said it. Really? That's how much I hate blood. Be grateful. Try to be grateful, though, that you don't you're not forced into doing it. You know what I mean? And there's a serious medical emergency. Just try to think positive while you're in there. You're doing it for good reason. You'll be okay. I'd rather go on a submarine there, to the Titanic than go and give blood this afternoon. There are toddlers that go through 10 times worse than that. Well, they're you resilient. You can handle it. They'll bounce back. My skin is not okay. meant to be pricked like that. Uh, anyway, let's move on here. That's the healthcare segment on today's podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Uh, Kat, the U.S. Coast Guard says, and I quote, presumed human remains have been found in the wreckage of the Titan. I thought of what you said right away when I saw that, by the way. The goo? Do they mean the goo? Well, there's no other way to put it. It reduces you to goo. For those who don't know, you've got a sub and it's, it's, there's just air in there and then people and then whatever happens to be inside it. There's so much pressure from the ocean that even the slightest crack is going to start allowing that water to go through. And it's not just going to go through a little bit. It's going to rush through. It would take, what was it, a quarter of a millisecond for that sub to be completely filled with water and everything inside pulverized. Everything that's made of, Mm -hmm. like, skin and bones. What kind of human remains did they find? Because the way it was described to me is it would have reduced them to, like, liquid. Yeah. Goo, essentially. Yeah, probably clothes with, with with goo on it. Sorry, but it's true. It's true. Um, a lot of people, by the way, were sharing the Mythbusters thing that they did way back when. People, does Mythbusters still exist, by the way? Is that still around? If it doesn't, it should. Yeah, it's great. So they had an episode on implosion and what it does to the human body. People were sharing it. I'm like, can we not right now? But I did watch it. I'm not going to lie, though. I watched it. People so suck. I, so I can tell you it was basically clothing and goo. That's all that was left. Yikes. When they did a test of implosion. Officials say the submersible imploded with five passengers and crew on board during that dive to the wreckage of the Titanic. Debris from the ill-fated submersible was returned to shore in Newfoundland aboard a Canadian ship yesterday. The ship helped search for the vessel in the remote area of the ocean near the Titanic wreck. Okay, I disagreed with going down there to get it in the first place. I thought we should just leave it alone. However, now that they've gone and got it, now that they've got the human remains, Mm -hmm. what do we do with it? Are they testing it to see who, like, what is the point though, right? We know who is in there. Are they seriously going to test and be like, oh, this is the goop of this guy? <laughs> seriously. What do they plan to do with it though? I mean, now it may be. But is there an autopsy? We know what happened. You don't need an autopsy when everything's on the outside, Scott. Well, this is true too. <laughs> what are you cutting? <laughs> Fuck. Take a spoon. I know that's insensitive. I should not. I apologize. But what I'm trying to say is maybe there's closure in the fa- for the family, though. Knowing that they've got the remains Knowing back. that they have it back, that might do something for the family. Do you think they're pleasantly surprised? Like, oh, look at that. They actually got the remains. That was very kind to them. Or were they expecting that they'll never get those remains? Oh, yeah. I don't know. You wonder if you're in that position, does it matter? If you know they're gone, does it matter? And for some people, the answer might be yes. You know, is that the reason why they went and salvaged it? Maybe not. Maybe they want to do their own research on what happens, even though we all know. We all know. We all know what happened. Saw it. 
Yeah, there's a lot of cameras on the pulling that out, eh? Yeah. Oh, there's absolutely. There's a lot of videos online of it. How I'm surprised, the by the way. How can they get HD TV signals out in the middle of the Atlantic and I can't get cell service in my basement? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know either. Call your local provider and find out. Jesus. But uh, I'm surprised it was in that big of pieces, though. They were actually pulling them out in bigger pieces than I thought. I imagine they'd be kind of a little more shattered, the pieces of the actual submarine. Right. So they're going to try and reconstruct it, I suppose, and they'll try and figure out what we already know, that it wasn't strong enough or it wasn't sealed up properly or right. something. Now they're thinking that maybe the sub didn't implode as it was going down. They're thinking they knew something was wrong. It imploded as they were trying to get back up. Okay. So maybe these are important things, though, to note for future dives on certified crafts, right, in the future. That might be good things to know. So maybe there's a good reason why they needed to pull it up and investigate. Serious question, Kat. Mm -hmm. Are we collectively, as a society, ready to start drinking in parks? Because Toronto is about ah. to allow it. 20 parks starting August the 2nd, you'll be allowed to consume alcohol. And they say they're going to fill it full of bylaw officers to make sure that people are adhering to the rules. And I'm trying to figure out if there's that many rules, why the fuck would you want to drink in a park? You know, there's so many places you can go for a drink. Right. I don't know why the park needs to be one of them unless it's we're having a picnic and I can only eat if I'm having a glass of red wine. But that's not what this is. This is basically you can go and pick up a two for at the LCBO across the street and go to the park and drink it. And as long as you're not publicly intoxicated or pissing anybody off, they're going to let yeah. you do it. I know. I think about the parties that are at the at parks. You know, you can like rent the pavilions and things at, at, at parks and you usually have like juice boxes and coolers full of pop and stuff like that. I guess that that would come into play as long as you're not, like you said, as long as you're not being ridiculous. That might be good. But it really is a one-off. I hope that there's not people doing this daily just because they can. I don't know why you would either. Well, every time I see somebody at a park and they're carrying a red Solo cup, I know, oh, all right, they're boozing. All right, I yeah. see what they're doing here. I mean, people are already doing this. And if you're doing this now, you got to keep it on the down low. Would the compromise have been just keep doing what you're doing? We'll look the other way until you're an asshole. Or do we actually need to legalize it in only 20 of the parks and only between August 2nd and October the 9th? Oh, is that the dates? That's the trial date. The trial dates? I don't know why we keep trialing things in this city. We don't need to do this. We know what's going to happen. If you tell people, yeah, it's okay to drink in the parks now. People will drink in the park. This is really just a matter of enforcement for people who can't control themselves. I'm trying to think of other areas of the world that are similar to ours that do allow this as is. But I'm not sure if any come to mind because there are differences in Vegas, for example. That's a totally different thing. We are not, these parks are not Vegas, so it's different. Is there anything similar that's happening? I don't know. Like, just, I, mean, I think in France, for example, in France, you can drink like anywhere. Pretty they much. They don't seem to have problems. They're a little more mature, though, and the, the the age limit is completely different. I think completely different there, isn't it? Like a, several years earlier, or is it eighteen there? Mm, good question. I think it. I know you had you can be quite young drinking in there, but it, people treat it nicely. They're mature about it for the most part. But we are different, right? We are different people than the European people are, <laughs> it, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, we're very different. It's a different culture there. And, and yeah. in some cases, they're raised drinking alcohol, yeah. but in moderation and at certain occasions. Uh, for us, it's basically just a free-for-all. Once you turn 19, it's legal, but you've probably done it leading up to that anyway, sure. and here we are. Yeah. I just think it's weird that I could walk into the LCBO and buy a 
I don't know, a, a black fly cooler. <laughs> and it's against the law if I crack that cooler open and start drinking it as I'm walking down the sidewalk. But if I happen to be near a park, I can just step in there and it's perfectly legal. Yeah. That's a weird thing to me. It is weird. I feel like not a lot of us will use it anyway. If we do, like I said, it's going to be a one-off. It's going to be like, hey, I'm having a party at the park. Or, hey, uh, let's do a pit rope. I don't know. Fuck. Well, kids do birthday parties at the park. I'm thinking about the adults that have to go. Uh, but a picnic? What about taking your girlfriend for a romantic picnic in the park and knowing you can bring wine there? Isn't that nice? I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do it? Pic- like you wouldn't do the picnic, you mean? Or you wouldn't? Picnicking to me is very Got much it. like camping. Yeah, okay. And Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Let's bring in Octavia, the Scott and Cat Show executive producer. Octavia's going camping this weekend. And although she doesn't know where she's going, her boyfriend's parents are dragging her out into <laughs> she, the woods. She knows the direction. She's going to London and there's a lot of good campgrounds there. So Octavia, tell me what the appeal of camping is. Why would someone want to sit in the ground and eat a meal or sleep there? Like, what, what is it that makes you go? It's just being outside, kind of away from things, and it's nice. That's what I like, at least. Mm-hmm. Do you do, like, a total shutoff, like phones away? I, I just don't really use it while I'm there. I might okay. take, you know, the sunset pictures and whatnot, but other than that, I'm pretty much off my phone, so that's nice. Okay. And there's nothing there, right? Like, what if what if you have to pee? What do you do? Do you just, like, gather up some leaves? Well, no, it's not, like, <laughs> full-on in the wilderness. There's still, like, bathrooms that you can use there. Otherwise, like, <laughs> I am not pooping like an adventurer. It's just not happening. Have you not camped anywhere? No, I've never <laughs> done it. I can tell. I can tell. There's usually, like, a... Ba- they're not great, but there's usually, like, facilities in every campground. So you have to... But you, here's the thing is you got to trek to them. So if it's in the middle of the night... You just got to pray the spiders don't come crawl on you as you go to the port. It's kind of like not all of them are porto potties, but there's like little cement like the houses, if you will. And that's where you go and you go pee. And sometimes they have showers there, too. So there's facilities. They're just not nice. They're not nice. So it's not like you dig a hole. This is not Survivor. That's what I was thinking, is Survivor. <laughs> like, that's the closest I could imagine to camping. No, and you can camp like that if you want to go up north and you want to do that, but that's kind of hardcore for me. It so. is hardcore. <laughs> There's people who do that and love it. Yeah. They live off the land or try to live off the land. Like, hunting? Do they bring guns and shit? I or? Don't th- no, like, I think they like eat twigs and berries and shit, don't they? Berries? No, they bring things. Usually, like, they'll have a back... You know, like, the astronaut food? There's You can go to the camp places. You probably never even stepped inside like a, a camp place, have you? I've been to many like a, camp places, but okay. I only go to the gun section. You, okay, so guns or fishing or whatever, yes, right? Yes, yes, so exactly. So there you can actually buy stuff f- that campers will do, the hardcore ones. It'll just bring like the packets. It's kind of like what the astronauts eat. And then they can like salvage those and they go on like a little exploring e- expedition. That is hardcore. I would never be, I would kind of be more curious to do that than actually regularly camp. Is that weird? Just to see how far I could go, how far I could push it. I don't know that you would go very far. I feel so? like you would throw Probably your hands not. in the air pretty quickly. Probably not. It's once I get to the sleeping point for me. That's when I can't do it. I can't do the camping thing because I don't, I mean, 
I have a bed because I mean, I have a job so that I can have a bed. So why would I want to sleep on the ground? You right. know what I'm saying? You have a beautiful home with walls and a roof. And no. And no trees No inside. spiders. Well, maybe the odd house spider. But, you know, no risk of raccoons attacking my shit in the middle of the night. Right. All that stuff. Have you ever seen a bear in person, Octavia, from your camping trips? No, I haven't seen any bears. Do you worry about that? Like, there's bears everywhere. That is, we, we don't usually see them. But if you're there in their hood, I imagine the bears could get a little pissy. I'm not really worried about it, but I haven't seen one yet. So then I'll be concerned. Okay. And I just have one more question about this because I find the whole concept fascinating. What do you do all day? Like, do you just sit in a chair and look at the lake? That's a good question, actually. What does a day look like when you're camping? Because it seems like it's pure boredom. You're just literally sitting there looking at trees and a le- and probably a lake. You could. In some places, there's a beach nearby. You go down to the beach or you'll go just go for a walk, enjoy nature like a little hippie, you know, that kind of thing. Just to be outside. But you could be outside in your backyard. I could, but it's not far away from my house. Oh, you want to get away from the house. A little bit, yeah. Got it. Okay. So you just sort of alternate your time between the beach and looking at the trees and hoping there's no bears. Nature walks. Nature walks. Sort of. Some people bring games. You can play like ring toss and that kind of thing. Keep you busy. Have a fire. Ring toss. As long as there's no fire ban, obviously. Mosquitoes are so bad this season. I think if I was a camper, that would deter me a little bit more. They're so bad. Well, have fun, Octavia. I hope you have anyway, a great sorry, time. Anyway, sorry, we don't mean to yeah. be, you're going to have an awesome time. It'll be great. Just don't invite us. <laughs> yeah, could you not? Because I just don't want to. I love cottaging, though. I love all the things you mentioned during the Can day. Can I give blood there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Amen. No, I was just going to say, I love all the things during the day. Um, it's just the night for me. That's all it is, is the night. I love a campfire. I love, I love doing all that things. But when I go to bed... It's right in the word. It's bed. I want a bed. Mm-hmm. I want to go to bed in, in my bed. And a half-inflated blow-up mattress doesn't do it, it for doesn't, you? It doesn't do it for me. Sleeping bag isn't no, going to work? No. You'd I, rather have your goose-down duvet? I don't like waking up feeling damp. It's not like a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, If I wake up, the first thing I think is I feel damp right now. I not. It's not a fun time. What's it like with no air conditioning in the forest? Is it too hot or is it like fairly easy to regulate your temperature? I like the heat. I'm always cold, so I don't mind it. My boyfriend, not as big a fan, but... Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Okay, well, hey, like I said, have a great time. This is good. I'm very excited for you. Please let us know on Tuesday how mm-hmm. this camping trip went, if you survive. Okay, I okay. can do that. If you survive. Well, I don't know what well, goes on in these forests. I have no idea. I've, it's, it's not for me. It's not my life. I think, actually, because Kat will always say, I don't camp, I cottage. I thought of myself as a cottager for a while, and then I thought, nah, I don't even like that. I like my house and my backyard. I might go back to my old rule of never anywhere further north than Highway 9. Now, there is work involved for Barry, so maybe nowhere north of Aurelia. Maybe that's my new compromise. That's fair. Sure. Might have to do that. We asked an interesting question today on our radio show, and I certainly did not think that I was going to be the lone person to say this, but the question is simple. Now, the deadline has come and gone. Somebody won $70 million on a lottery ticket that was purchased on June the 28th, 2022. You only have a year to claim your prize. This person didn't come forward. And OLG, because of all the technology they have, those scanners and the machines they've got in all the stores, they can even tell this person didn't even check the ticket. It was never run through a self-scanner or never taken to Mm -hmm. a kiosk where they could see if they won. So they might not even know they won. I asked the question today. 
now that the deadline has come and gone, let's say it was you. Let's say you find that ticket in the middle of July. Would you rather know that you won $70 million and lost it, or would you rather not know at all? That was so easy for me. I would not want to know. Why would you not want to Why know? Would I li- how could I live with myself knowing that I had done that and it's too late and there's nothing that I can do? Where, what, what, what is the positive? I can't think of one positive for me at all to knowing that I royally effed that up and I could have had all that money. Can we treat this as a life lesson? Like, oh, I should check my lottery tickets. I just lost 70 million. I'll not make that mistake again. No, because that'll never happen again. <laughs> it'll, that'll, you screwed up. You suck. You feel terrible. Um, and a lot of people who text in on this, yeah, I mean, you were the only one. I, I literally saw no other text agreeing with you that you would want to know. But to explain, by the way, the reasons why you'd want to know. That's the reason why? Yeah. Just, I, I just buy to do better next time? Well, no, not just that. <laughs> I buy lottery tickets all the time. Sometimes I forget to check them for weeks or months on end. I can't imagine that I would have gone a year without checking, but clearly this person did. They wasted They bought a lottery ticket, it won, and they don't even know because they never checked it, let alone claimed their $70 million. I'd like to know. At one point, I was a big deal. At one point, I had $70 million. Now, I lost the $70 million, but at one point, that was mine. I also think that you could probably carry some bragging rights in life. You could tell people forever, hey, do you remember that story about the person who won $70 million and didn't claim it? That was me. That is not a good thing. You want there's no bragging involved. Sure. You could probably set up a GoFundMe. Like I had 70 million. I lost 70 million. Please donate to me. And I'll bet you you could probably make like half a million bucks or something. Would you set up a GoFundMe? I might. You know, <laughs> I saw a GoFundMe the other day. This is why I'm thinking, maybe I'll just ask for money because people send it for the dumbest shit. They do. I saw somebody on GoFundMe and they were having a nice, nice wedding by the looks of it. It sounds beautiful. It's going to be at a golf course in Toronto. I think we all understand if you get married at a golf course in Toronto, that's going to cost some bucks. It's going to cost some money. So they're not poor. They're not broke. She started to go fund me because she wanted to be able to wear a tiara at her wedding and couldn't afford it. And people were actually donating. Wow. She set a funding goal of like 2500 bucks, and she was up to like 800 Really? Yeah, they do. I mean, you're right. People will, people probably will give you pity money. But is pity really what you want? I'll take any money. I don't care where it came from. Uh, Texts include, I'd rather not know. I'd have to live with regret and torture for the rest of my life. Life is stressful enough. Not know it would have killed me. I'd kick my own ass for the rest of my life. Um, I'd probably still go back to OLG and beg them to give me some form of compensation. I will take one (laughs) seventieth of my winnings to go away forever. Question on this though, that I just realized. So you mentioned they can tell that it wasn't scanned after it was purchased. Yeah. Can they not, do they, they know the exact location it was purchased and the time. Yes. They know the location. They know the time. They know the method of payment, whether it was cash, debit, credit. They also know what else was bought. So I guess when they get a winner, I'm assuming that this is the way it works. When they get a winner, they know, okay, somebody matched the 70 million jackpot. We know that it was sold at, I don't know, Circle K on McCowan Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And we know that they bought a Kit Kat with it and they paid by debit and the winning ticket was purchased at 305. I would think, because your bank statements last for at least a year online, I would think that you could probably go and say, hey, wait a second. I was at a Circle K on June the 27th, 2022. 
I wonder if that was a lottery ticket. Just showing them that one line in your bank statement could be enough to win you this money. Does it cross the line, though, if they ask the convenience store or wherever it was purchased? There's cameras everywhere at these, pla- at these lottery places. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any that don't have cameras. So if they can pinpoint it was 432 on June the 1st, whatever, whatever day it was, 2022, at this time, at this location, can they not approach that Circle K or shortstop, whatever it is, and say, hey, can you please bring up your cameras and show them to us? Or is that like to like police involvement and that, that's not really their area? Like, why can't they investigate as far as they possibly can? Like, what if they see a little old lady there? You know what I mean? Trolling... Or, or is that too much? And then put the picture out there for everybody. See, I think they've already done too much. It's not yeah. their job to track down well, winners. Well, that's the question, right? Is like how much is too much too? I, I get that. And maybe they're not allowed to for that reason. Maybe it's too personal. Because if you don't want to come forward, maybe maybe you change your mind. Because who's to say that person didn't check manually like they did in the old days? You could do that, sure. And, and go, oh, fuck, I don't know if I'm ready for this or something. Maybe. There's some people who get completely overwhelmed and think, oh my God, my whole life is going to change. I've heard more money, more problems. But why wouldn't you give it to someone else though? Give it. I mean, that's the thing. So that's such an unlikely scenario, but you never know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just would love to know what happened to it. I I guarantee you it's just someone who threw it out or forgot about it. Or they died. That's possible. Well, this is the thing. There is a distinct possibility that the person who won it is no longer with us. Whoever cleaned out their stuff may have thrown that ticket out. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different possibilities. But I do think that OLG, and I'm saying this as someone who lost the lottery, I might feel differently if it were me that won. I think enough's enough. The deadline has come and gone. You get a year. And even if they could call up surveillance video of the person purchasing the ticket, they could plaster that all over Toronto and say, if this is you... Call us, 1-800-OLG-whatever. But that's not part of the game. No. Yeah, it's not part of the game. I don't. Think, I get it. I don't think they should be doing anything to find yeah. this person. Throw that money back in the pot and let's keep going. That's the way it would work in any other scenario. Uh, let's talk about the draft real quick because we are low on time. Yesterday, the NHL draft, Connor Bedard selected first overall. He would be the modern equivalent of a Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby. Everybody yes. thinks he's the future. He played for the Regina St. Pat's. You probably saw him as a stud at the World Junior Hockey Championships this year. He's great. He, and, and he absolutely has a great career ahead of him as long as everybody stays healthy. I'm knocking on wood for everybody. Easton Cowan is the brand new Toronto Maple Leaf. They had the 28th overall pick and they selected a member of the London Knights. Small guy. 5'11", 170 pounds, but holy shit, does this guy Mm -hmm. score goals. 20 goals and 33 assists in 68 regular season games with the Knights. And then in the playoffs, 21 points in 20 games. We need that. Including nine goals. One of those, please. That's great. I'm so glad that they got him. Maybe this is the new strategy. I wondered, when you think about all the problems with the Leafs and all the changes that needed to be made, I actually feel like we got it completely backwards. Because if it were up to me, I probably would have fired Brendan Shanahan himself (laughs) and the coach and left Kyle Dubas in place. Instead, they kept Sheldon Keefe. They kept uh, GM. Shanahan. Brendan Shanahan. And they got rid of Dubas. So, all right, fine. That's the way you want to go. Maybe the strategy of this new GM, Treliving, is let's just load up with people who are good in the playoffs. Fuck the regular season. 
just play for the playoffs. It's, it's a strategy, and the strategy might pay off. You never know. You never know. But it, it was, I was watching quite a bit of it yesterday just because I like those moments. That's a big moment for a lot of those players and the fa- and the families too, right? It's like one of the best moments of their life, and they just get so excited, and it's fun to watch. And fun to watch Gary Bettman get booed real hard. That's another part of it that I love. <laughs> when you think about all that went into creating an NHL player, though, I mean, the parents deserve something here. All those trips to oh, they'll get it. 5 a.m. practices. Most of them get it. Yeah, I should hope so. If you're a, an aspiring future pro sports person, you know that someday you've got a shot at making it into the pros. Remember your parents, the people who drove you everywhere, the the moms and dads that had to wash your dirty, smelly oh, fucking Under Armors. smells. All the skates smell. they bought you yes. over the years. All the practices and pizza parties and tournaments they had to go to all of that was not possible without the parents. So I'm Mm -hmm. happy to see it. And I can tell you, cause next year, my son is draft eligible and and I'm very excited for him because it looks good, but I don't know if I'm even going to think about myself because the whole thing, everything I've done for the last 18 years has been to prepare him for that draft. And if he gets drafted, it's almost like I'm done. All right. Job well done, Scotty. Right. And then it's all about him. But it's neat. The kids are now thinking more about their parents and the sacrifices that their parents made so that they could have those opportunities in life. It's a real feel-good story. Yeah, and it's nice. This kid wasn't even projected to go in the first round. Not yeah. only did he go in the first, he got drafted by the Maple Leafs. That's good. And then that brings us back to that strategy part that you mentioned, by the way. And I think that uh, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. I think it does, too. Yeah. Guys, we got to go. But tomorrow, Dave Blizzard joins us for the Friday and the last one before the long weekend. Uh, and we'll update you on the... On the on the situation in his office right now, too. Not good. Are you calling it a situation It's a situation. At this point, would you not call that a situation? Oh, fuck. It's bad. It's bad. It's a bad situation. So we'll tell you what's currently happening in Dave's office, thanks to me, coming up tomorrow. Bye, friends.